When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi there, and welcome to Scout the Game Week. Scout the Game Week is Fantasy Football Scout's weekly podcast brought to you by the Scout Network. In each episode, we will look back at the game week we have just played to assess what we can learn to help us in the next round of fixtures. I'm Ryan from Football Chatbox. Let's scout the game week. This week, I'm joined by Dan, FPL Black Wolf on Twitter. Thanks so much for joining me today. How did Game Week 6 treat you? First of all, thank you for inviting me. Um, I had a, a poor game week, like pretty much everyone else who doesn't own Tony, Pope or Rashford. So I finished on 41 points, which I think in the grand scheme of things, too bad of a score, considering I saw a lot of people with 30 points and above. So, you know, it, it could have went a lot better, but it certainly could have went worse. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I, I just think that this game week was like a very... It's it's one of the... You, you always get one of those game weeks um, in the season where it's just like nothing just goes for you. <laughs> and it's just like when the template just doesn't perform. Um, and I guess that's what happened this week as well. So if you were lucky enough to have a Tony, a McAllister, a Rashford, one of those three, yeah. then you probably had a good score this week. Yeah, I think um, it was a good week to have a bad game week. I think yeah, a lot probably. of the 50-50 calls that people made earlier on in the mm. season, like Robbo versus Diaz yep. or Double City versus Double Chelsea, you weren't really punished yep. because exactly. everyone did so bad. So yep. <laughs> it's so, no big deal. Exactly. So if you, even if you knew if you had a like low score, don't worry because the the masses in general just had a low score, so it's not too bad. Um, talking about that, let's start as always then uh, with a look back on game week six. Um, and we'll start with the first game of the weekend. Uh, a nil-nil draw between Everton and Liverpool. That's our Robertson bench. Trent coming off on the 58th minute. And Salah with only one shot on target. Um, I believe both sides had the chance to win the game, but weren't clinical in the final third. What did you take away from that game? Um, I took away a lot of frustration <laughs> because <laughs> I am a double defence owner with Robertson and oh. Trent. And when I saw... Nil nil. Yeah. I thought, oh, this is a guaranteed twelve to eighteen points. Yeah. And it turns out they both got one. Yeah. So that was pretty frustrating. But um I think Liverpool's XG was still very good. They still had a lot of chances. I think Pickford just had the game of his life again, like he tends to do against Liverpool. So I'm not too worried about Liverpool mm-hmm. against unfortunately against Wolves next. Mm. Um but I think their main issue is they're really missing Thiago in midfield. And he I know he's back in yes, training. So he's now back in training. I'm so, I'm not too worried about taking out Robertson just yet. Okay. 
Yep, fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, because I just saw like I saw a couple of pictures as well of Thiago being back and that kind of helps them a lot because they've been missing that one creative presence. Um, and also it's just the attack. Like Salah has been pushed. Salah is playing a bit more wider, but um, I, I don't know if that's due to the fact like he's not getting enough service maybe for the because of the ball not coming in. The other thing is Salah's service is very dependent on Robertson as well performing. Uh, compared to how uh, Mane used to get service because Trent was always performing. So if Robertson is also not performing well and also getting subbed off early and Simikas comes on, doesn't really help Salah as well. So we'll see how it goes. Um, but we'll discuss about that game as well a bit later in the show with regards to Wolves. Because um, okay. I know Wolves are doing pretty decently as well. Uh, defensively also, they've shown better numbers. Um, so we will speak about that. Um, let's move on to Brentford versus Leeds. Um Ended 5-2 and Tony owners would have certainly enjoyed that performance. Um, it was a great haul and one that he's capable of. Um, the upcoming fixtures though, I would say are probably interesting um, instead of them being easy. Because I look at the fixtures, even though the, like, there is a sea of like green and all, um, when you look at the fixtures individually, they're all against teams who have probably improved uh, compared to last season. Um, and also, I think there are couple more other options alongside Tony. So if you were to pick a third striker right now, would it be him or would it be someone else? And if so, who? Yeah, so I think there's three strikers that everyone is really looking at right yeah. now with the fixture swings coming up. I think it's Isaac, Tony and Mitrovic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would rate them Mitrovic first and then mm-hmm. Tony and then Isaac, I mm-hmm. think is what I would prefer. Um, and we're also being, seeing many people debating dropping Jesus and even mm. having two of these guys going forward. So I think if I had to pick one, it would be Mitrovic. The guy yeah. is on fire. He seems to be fixture proof. You, you saw him score against Tottenham. He's just, he's a yeah. great player to watch. I think even for me, I think Mitrovic would probably be the player I would probably go for because he, like you said, fixture proof. And I won't be surprised if he actually gets something from Chelsea as well. Chelsea haven't looked defensively solid, still conceding a couple of chances and, like Fulham just play everything through Mitrovic compared to Tony even though he is the talisman at Brentford there are others also who are capable of scoring there um and it's not to say that Fulham also don't have others capable of scoring but it's just that like the game style is just centered around him um yeah. which I think is really good like you mentioned Isaac could be another player uh we probably have to wait and see with regards to Aubameyang um and also um it seems like Wolves are in back for Diego Costa so yeah, you never know crazy. what that will also cause. Um, I, I imagine he'll be in the the six to seven range. Yeah, probably. So he that's another another top striker to probably consider in a couple of weeks. Um, next up, Chelsea took on West Ham, uh, which saw them win a game thanks to some positive VAR variants. Um, <laughs> what are your thoughts from both teams? Well, I don't think either team has looked very convincing mm. so far either mm. end of the field yeah um i think we thought them signing for fana would sure up chelsea's defense yeah and i know it's a small sample size so far but it didn't look to be the case in the mm. last game um one thing i was liking was seeing james and chilwell as the the wingbacks i think they're a much better team with those two players as the wingbacks um so if i'm a cucarella owner i think chilwell's performance would concern me I don't think his minutes are as secured going forward. Mm. But both these teams, West Ham and Chelsea, have 
big switch fixture swings coming up. I think mm. a lot of people are going to be targeting these teams yeah. if they're going for the game week eight or game week nine wildcard. So it'd be nice to see the likes of Bowen, for example, becoming a viable option again. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. Like Chilwell, I think Chilwell probably still has more points than Kukurela, even from like less minutes. Um, yeah, I think he's only like three or four points behind James. Even. Yeah, exactly. Like for yeah. points per million, he's probably one of the best FPL assets. If only he could stay fit, um, yeah. that would be great. Um, but in terms of Kukurela, I agree. I think for now, at least Chelsea double up on defense. I don't think is probably a, a good idea at the moment until we at least see some confidence in them being able to like shut out teams. Um and also, maybe there are other defenders now popping up that could be options. Again, from West Ham's side, maybe Emerson from 4 million as well could be a budget enabler for a lot of teams who are going to go on wildcard to try and beef up their midfield or forward spots. He could also be another option. Um, like you said, Bowen, he could be good. Someone I'm, I want to see who whether he'll do well is uh, Paqueta, who yep, West Ham signed. Answer. Yeah, he has a good goal scoring record from where he came. So we'll have to see whether he can replicate that here. Um, so he's another one I'm keeping my eye on for because the fixtures are looking good now. West Ham's fixtures are improving. They've shown signs of improvement over the last two games against Spurs and against Chelsea. So we'll see whether they can change it around. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think they will. I'm quite confident they will turn it around. They were mm. such a good team last year. Mm. I think they just need to get one win under their belt, get yeah. a couple of goals, and they'll be flying again. Yeah, agreed. Um, let's move on to Brighton. Um, they took on Leicester City. They took on a Leicester City side that seemed like they're losing hope with every goal they concede. Um, is there any hope of us owning Leicester assets in the upcoming game weeks? Or do we just need to wait till they maybe get a new manager? <laughs> I mean, they look a complete mess, don't they? Leicester. Yeah. Um, however, just like West Ham, they have a nice fixture swing coming mm. up. Mm. I would think I would them? only... What was that? Sorry? Would you trust them? With that fixture swing? I think the only asset I would trust is Madison because I think okay. he is such a good player. He's by far their best player right now. Mm. He seems to be fixture-proof. Mm. So I think I would still be tempted by Madison, mm-hmm. but no one else. Other than, of course, Ward is my second goalkeeper. <laughs> but um, I, I, Other than Madison, yeah. I don't think anyone else yeah. is really an asset. Fair enough. Uh, the thing with Madison is, uh, it depends on... Because Leicester played, I think they played a two-striker formation. Um, and like then it for me kind of like limits Madison's potential going forward. Um, so I guess I'm not sure on Brendan Rodgers what he plans on doing. I think the next game against Aston Villa could probably be really crucial um, for not only him but also for Steven Gerrard because both of them need a win. Um, and we'll see. I don't know. I won't be surprised if it ends up being one of them gets sacked and the other goes to the other club. I don't know. Or both <laughs> yeah. who goes get sacked and you never know. Yeah. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. But Brighton looked good. I think Trossard looks good. Um, he The problem is, because he's playing that left wing-back role, um, there are new left-back they signed, uh, Stupinen. Because um, I initially thought he would be a good punt, but looks like he's not going to be a good punt anymore. Um, <laughs> Gross, is, Gross, because of the set pieces and all that he takes, he has like high assist potential. McAllister did really well, uh, but people will say that he hasn't performed great before. His uh, non-penalty XG is very low. What would you probably think about that? Yeah, I, I think Gross is my my favorite. Yeah, 
asset from Brighton. Um, I'm not too convinced about McAllister, although I've been saying that for a few weeks, and then yeah. he just keeps returning, doesn't he? But I think the penalties and the just the the worldies from outside the box yeah. are really contributing to this. I don't think it's something he can sustain yeah, personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Agreed. Um, all right, then let's move on to the final game of the game week. So Manchester United beat what was apparently the second coming of the Invincibles. Um, <laughs> should we? I, I needed to get that in. <laughs> should we start looking to move our Arsenal assets on, especially for those who may play a wildcard? Um, and would you target some United assets for the next two game weeks if you were wildcarding in game week nine? I think I would definitely look to take out their defence. I, I've, mm. I've really not been convinced by the defence the past few weeks. I'm mm-hmm. a Ramsdale owner, and mm-hmm. he's just infuriating me. Um, the jury is out still on Jesus and Martinelli. I still think they're good act, um, mm. assets. I still think they can score against anyone. Mm-hmm. So I'm not entirely sure about taking them out, especially Martinelli, who is a is a bargain, especially yep. if you owned him in game week one. Yep. Um, but I think the likes of Ramsdale to Pope is a really good move. And moving, if you don't own Trippier, moving from an Arsenal defender to Trippier is a mm. great move. Um, I think Jesus is more expendable than um, Martinelli, mainly because of his price and because of all those cheaper alternatives we talked about earlier. Mm. Um, but I don't think it's bad if you want to keep him. Fair enough. Yeah, I think, because uh, right now, I think Jesus is like one of the highest sold uh, players for this round. Um in By terms, the way, before yeah. Everton at home. Exactly, so. exactly. That's what I was going to say because I think Jesus and Martinelli both are still really good options for the next two game weeks at least because the fixtures are pretty decent. After that, obviously the fixtures turn and then if you're playing a wildcard in game week nine, then I think you can probably get rid of Jesus without an issue because there are better options that are offering probably the same amount of value, if not better at the moment at least. Um, I agree. But for the, at least for the next two games or even the next game against Everton, you need to give him and then you can probably look into moving him on. Yeah. In terms of Man United, to, yeah. to answer that question, I'm I'm not convinced yet about their mm. starting 11 going forward and their yeah. style of play going forward. So they're a wait and see for me. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people are jumping on Rashford right now, but mm. I don't know if he can keep that up. I mean, you're a United yeah. fan, I, I assume, by your yeah. Old the Trafford backdrop. sign yeah. behind yeah. you. So what do you think about that? Um, For me, the thing with Rashford is when he plays at striker, he's not as effective. Like the two goals he got, that came from playing on the left wing spot. Now, there will be questions with regards to, I don't know how long you can bench Ronaldo for like, it's, it's probably not going to happen for every single Premier League game. There's going to be a game where Ronaldo comes in. Mm-hmm. Then there comes the question, do you drop Sancho or do you drop Rashford? Um, or do you move Sancho to the right and drop Anthony? So that's there'll be questions with regards to that. Then once Martial comes in, I think Martial is a much better forward than uh, Rashford as well. So then there's going to be rotation a lot. Um, so he, he, I think if you're taking a punt for the next two game weeks, it's fine because we know Martial is out. Um, and there is the possibility that maybe Ronaldo plays in Europe at the moment and then Rashford starts. Because like I don't see Ten Hag dropping him for the next game based off his performance so far. But going forward after that, I'm not really confident, to be honest. Um, Defensively-wise, I think they're improving. They're showing that they want to try and keep clean sheets. There was a moment um, in the Arsenal game where they were defending deep as well. So it's kind of promising that they want to keep clean sheets. So I think Dalot is a good punt going forward. And I don't think he has any competition, to be honest. Um, So he will be probably my first pick out of everyone. And then after that, it's it's a wait and see, I guess. 
Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. This podcast is sponsored by Paramount Plus, where Champions League soccer is back. Nine months of heart-stopping, hold-your-breath exhilaration starts on September the 6th with the biggest stars and top teams across Europe. Watch every match from the group stage through to the knockout rounds as Benzema and Real Madrid defend their title against the likes of Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, PSG, Barcelona and more. Don't miss a single second with Paramount Plus starting from September the 6th. Um, Okay, so let's turn our attention now to Game Week 7. Um, so let's start with your team, Wolves. They face Liverpool and once again, many managers might be looking to captain Salah. However, Wolves look a bit to be a bit more defensively solid recently. They're currently 7th for actually considered non-penalty since the start of the season. Do you think they can get something from the Liverpool game or would Salah probably be the best captaincy option? I I think they can get something from the mm-hmm. game, honestly. <laughs> um, it, it would be typical Wolves to not be able to win against Bournemouth, yeah, and then go and beat Liverpool at yeah. Anfield. Um, having said that, I do think Salah can do damage from that right side. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we're seventh for XG conceded, we we have been pretty lucky. Um, mm. Max Kilman and Nathan Collins have really been saving the day for us. They've yep. they've been an absolute rock in that centre of defence. Mm-hmm. But we have conceded chances. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you saw the highlights highlights against Southampton, but. Um, che Adams should have scored yes, two goals. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. Um, all he had to do was nod it in and he hit it with his hand. Yeah. So if they would have scored those two goals, the whole narrative would be different. I think we've been quite lucky. Mm. So I do think Liverpool can do damage against us. Mm. Um, okay. I don't know. I, I, th- I think both teams can score in this game. Ooh, okay. That's not, good. That's not a good sign for Liverpool defensive owners, but maybe... Um, well, I, I've been saying that Wolves can score in every game. Yeah, fair enough, been, fair enough, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So. Okay, okay. Um, but you know, no, right? Is there any rumor in terms of like Diego Costa? Like, when is he going to get done? I saw like Fabrizio tweet about like twenty-four to forty-eight hours. Um, that the move might get done. Do you think he could have a chance of playing against Liverpool? Well, I know he's going to be at Molyneux on Tuesday UK yeah. time. Yeah. So I'm not sure that's enough time to get him in the squad although yeah. if Jimenez is out we will need him so mm, okay you know, we'll no. see yeah, we'll I think see. it's a possibility okay okay we'll see what happens then I guess um, then keeping on the topic of captaincy who else could be good captaincy options this week I mean the obvious choice of course is Haaland mm-hmm. but it really depends on his X minutes in the Champions League um, yeah so I'm, I'm going to wait and see how the Champions League plays out yeah. If Haaland only gets 30 minutes or he comes off early, then I will probably put on Haaland. Even, even against um, Spurs? Yeah, I think he's the EO option and I yeah. play it kind of safe at this point in the okay. season. Okay, and and I think he can score against anyone. I, yeah. I really do. Fair enough, fair um, enough. We talked about Jesus earlier. I yeah. think if you want to be a little rogue, I think Jesus at home to Everton could yeah. possibly be a good captain. Mm-hmm. And if you want to be an even more of a rogue, yeah. um, Trent Alexander-Arnold against... Wolves. Wolves at home. Ooh. You know? Assuming he doesn't get taken off again on, on the 50th <laughs> minute. Uh, uh, but again, I guess most of these decisions will probably come down to how many minutes the players play in Europe. Assuming there are no injuries and all of that. Um, Haaland, initially, I, I'll say I was confident on Haaland for game week 5 and 6 because of the fact that they were playing weaker defences. But against Spurs, I'm a bit more uncertain at the moment. I think this is a, probably the toughest decision for this game week. 
because there is there is it it really isn't a straightforward answer i think haland i think no, again not. like you mentioned eo would probably go towards him uh but spurs are defensive spurs numbers at least defensively they are pretty good i think they are third best defense at the moment um liverpool while people might want to captain sala liverpool haven't been looking good now with thiago back again we don't know how many minutes he'll play against wolves as well um so there's so many uncertainties at the moment that it's going to be a very hard captaincy pick and i won't be surprised if the popular captaincy picks blank again and someone else starts yeah, performing I, th- yeah. i think i think we have to choose this later on in the week after yeah. the champions league games are done if we find out tiago is back and he's likely to start against wolves yeah. i think that would sway me towards salah okay possibly. Well, possibly but i don't like captaining yeah, salah against like, my own team yeah, so yeah fair enough you know. fair enough we'll see what happens then um are there any differentials who you think would perform great this weekend um who managers can sign well if if we're focusing on just this week mm-hmm. i like the look of leeds for example the sinistera looks really good mm-hmm. I, i probably said his name totally wrong i apologize but at home to forest mm-hmm. um I think they have a good chance of getting some some points there. Yep. However, they play Man United away next, so I, I probably wouldn't bring in a Leeds player this week. Yeah. I, um, I think the band, I'm going to be playing my wild yeah. card. Yeah, so. I think the 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 boat has sailed probably for Leeds at the moment. Um yeah. but he could be a good option for Leeds going forward, but we'll see. Um, I think I think if you're someone that's playing your wild card in game week 8 or game week 9 and yeah. you're looking for someone to take a punt on yeah for these next two game weeks someone like Isaac has two good fixtures for yeah, Newcastle true true true, um, true true you have the Brighton guys if you don't have them yeah. playing Bournemouth um I personally think unless you have fires to put out in your team it's yeah. better to be a little patient right now yeah and go into game week 8 with two free transfers Mm, so you can okay. maybe take a punt on some Spurs players for example maybe you can bring in Son for that game or bring in Kane for that game or Perisic mm. and then world card in game week 9 that's something Ooh. i'm looking at that's an interesting strategy i haven't heard that before for the, so far that's interesting okay we'll see what happens so, yeah if if i roll this week i'm likely not to get a great score this week because i have yeah. double city defense and yeah. double liverpool defense for example but i think going into game week 8 with two free transfers is going to be huge. Yeah. So. so that's where you'll make your gains back. So we'll see. I think I hope so. Yeah, we hope <laughs> In theory, so. Theory it sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Um all right, so let's go on um for some quick fire questions from the community. Um okay, so I've got questions from Andrew FPL Point Break. He's got what's the ideal front three and should the third striker be achieved by downgrading a premium defender like Cancelo or Trent? The ideal front three for the wild card are we talking here maybe maybe let's let's say for the wild card yes i i would be picking haland i would be picking mitrovic yeah and then i might be going tony or jesus one of those two for okay. the third spot i think i'd go haland mitrovic third spot i'm kind of open right now it'll depend on many factors yeah. i won't be even like isaac is one Tony I'm a bit uncertain because by the time I walk out in 9 his fixtures it's a bit more harder. Uh I at least that's my thought. Um Aubameyang could be a possibility you never know. Darwin Nunes uh, yeah, as well. Um, I can't wait to see Aubameyang play for Chelsea because yeah. that could really change the template because he's only 9 million that's a great yeah. price. For... Yeah. So the the third striker spot I'm keeping open for now but my the other two Haaland and Mitrovic I think is like a must for me because yeah, both of them so. are performing good. 
Uh, but would you downgrade a premium defender though for that? Cancel and Trent. I'm I, maybe not one of those two. Yeah. I would I would downgrade in midfield, I think. Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't own Cancelo at the moment, but if I was to wildcard, I'm looking to get him in. Uh it's just that every game I watch for City, I'm I'm like oh, I can't. <laughs> it's like every time I watch I'm Cancelo on the ball, I'm like, please no. Yeah. Um so if, if I'm wildcarding, yeah. I think um Trent, Cancelo and James are probably mm. nailed for me. Yep, in that wildcard team. Fair enough, fair enough. All right. Um, next up, um, someone close to closer to home, uh, FPL Kante. Um, he's asked, bigger the back, middle or front on first wildcard? And what's the worst narrative of FPL season so far? Well, I can kind of link these two together. I, yeah. I think the worst narrative, I think, was that three forwards is no longer a viable yeah. formation. I think yeah. a lot of people thought that. Hmm. And it's turned out to be completely wrong because yep. they've been destroying it this yep. season. And I'm at the point where I wish I could play six forwards. True. So um, I think that was, that was probably the worst narrative that yep. that um, free at the front is no longer viable. Um, so to answer the first question, I think big at the front is where I'm going for, mm. for the wildcard. Fair enough. All right, cool. Uh, next up, um, Dichin, FPL Dichin on Twitter. Thoughts on Permacap Harlan or other alternatives? No, I'm I'm not a fan of <laughs> perma capping, but if you are going to perma cap, I don't think you can go wrong with Haaland. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know. I I don't think perma cap should be like when we had the discussion on Salah last season. I think there were strong reasons for perma cap in Salah because of the fact that his numbers just are insane. Um, Haaland, on the other hand, he's performing really great, but I think there will be game weeks where we go. Like like the upcoming one for against Spurs, where we'll go. Maybe there are options elsewhere because we're not as confident in terms of because um, they're playing defensively. Other teams that they're facing maybe defensively a bit more better. That's what I'm thinking. But we don't know. We'll see. If he performs against Spurs and he scores a hat trick, then all of this is out of the window, and then <laughs> he's basically fixture proof. So for now, I yeah. don't think from a cap Haaland is an option. But in terms of alternatives, I guess it'll depend on game week to game week. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I play FPL for fun and it's yeah. no fun to me if I'm just going to perma-captain the same yeah, player. Yeah, exactly. Fair enough. Uh, all right. Next up from Yogesh. Um, he asks, transferring out Salah seems a legit option based on the season so far. But the real question is, who would be your premium replacement if one chooses to go that route? I think I think um, many people are looking at the likes of Kevin De Bruyne, um, mm. Raheem Sterling even for... The mm. fixture swing at Chelsea. Um, however, I'm also looking at just spreading the funds a bit more with the Salamone. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of really good mid-price midfielders. Um, we talked about Madison earlier, Zaha. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Luis Diaz is five million cheaper than um, Salah. So I think spreading the funds is also an option. Yep. But if I had to pick a premium, yep. I'm a big fan of Kevin De Bruyne. Fair enough. I think uh, De Bruyne is good. I like to t- Sterling shout as well. I think he could be yeah. really good. The fixtures are still pretty good for Chelsea. He could be he could be a differential punt for the premium price tag. I think so. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not too keen on his price at ten million, but yep. he seems to have played a lot of minutes so far. So he mm. seems pretty nailed in that Chelsea team. And if yep. he's got Aubameyang up front with him, yeah, I can only assume his returns are going to increase. Hopefully. Let's see. 
yeah, that's a. Uh, all right, last question from FPL Paz. Best game week eight punts for those looking at a game week nine wildcard. I think we kind of answered this, but do you want to? Oh yeah, that that kind of touches on what I said earlier. Yeah. I think um, Spurs assets really mm-hmm. good. I think United. Mm-hmm. I think they have a good fixture in game week eight. If I'm yeah. not, yep. So United, um, Fulham, and Newcastle. Mm. Yep. So I think I'd be looking at United, Spurs, Fulham, and Newcastle if I'm yep. going to take a one week punt in game week eight. Okay, but there definitely Spurs at home to Leicester. Yes, fair enough. Assuming Brendan Rodgers hasn't been sacked by then. <laughs> Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Because uh, I think they will change. <laughs> it's, I mean, they have to change. Hopefully, they have good players in that team. Um, but I, even if Rogers isn't gone, I think that team is still pretty good, Leicester. But at the moment, they're pretty bad. So the punt is worth it. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, so. Yeah. Um. So thank you for your time today, Dan. Uh, do you have anything to plug? Sure. Uh, well, I'm a huge Wolves fan, if it wasn't obvious. So you can follow me on Twitter for anything relating to Wolves. Um, I'm a Wolves correspondent for All About FPL. Mm-hmm. And I recently became a part of the FF Scout Network, which is mm-hmm. why I'm talking to you. So look out for content throughout the season on those. And I'd also just like to plug that if you're in the USA, I also run FPL USA, where we have spaces, leagues, group chats, meetups. So please hit me up if you're in the USA and you want to be involved. And then also, of course, subscribe to Ryan's awesome content. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's it for this week's uh, Scout the Game Week. I'll be back next time to look back on Game Week 7 and ahead to Game Week 8.